You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about Tim Buckley, Happy Sad. In the room, I have Rob, Adam, and Ben. Hello. Happy Sad is the third album by singer-songwriter Tim Buckley, released in 1969 on the Elektra Records label. Producer was Zal Yansky and Jerry Yester, and the genre is folk jazz, folk rock, psychedelic folk. By 1969, Tim Buckley seemed bored with traditional acoustic folk. Happy Sad marked the beginning of Buckley's experimental period, incorporating elements of jazz by way of Lee Underwood's guitar and keyboards and David Friedman's vibraphone. Buckley also decided he wanted to take control of the songs and lyrics, penning the entire album himself and beginning to really use his voice with drawn-out phrasings so that they acted as another instrument blending into the songs instead of on top of the melodies. The album songs are a minimal tapestry that slowly draw the listener into Buckley's mesmerizing visions about loneliness, love, and loss. <clears throat> Whereas Miles Davis was able to capitalize on name recognition alone for his album In a Silent Way, Happy Sad was poorly received as Buckley wasn't a household name and it lacked any concise song short enough for radio play or broad commercial appeal. Many considered this one of Buckley's best and one of the most underrated gems of folk music. All right, what do we think of Happy Sad? I really liked it. I, really? Yeah, I, I'm so surprised. <laughs> I was as, I'm, so, I'm as surprised as the rest of you guys. I, I, mm. I had never heard anything like it. Just fucking vibraphone, a dude doing a whole shit ton of chord work on the guitar, and his voice being like a mix of Chris Isaac and Roy Orbison. Like, it's fucking great. Like, it, it hit some weird, like, spot where I was able to, like, actually appreciate it. And, like, yeah, I... I, I would I would probably listen to this again on purpose. Like I I, I know that's not really high praise or anything, but yeah, like I was I was incredibly surprised by how much I enjoyed this. Considering the last, did we do a Tim Buckley record? We yes, did. we did. Was not very good. I did not like that one very much at all. I thought it was okay. Considerably less vibes. Yeah, yeah. I, and and you maybe like it, might, the vibraphone. It, it might be the marching band dork in me. Like I, <laughs> I, I like a vibraphone, and th- this <laughs> this particular vibraphonist is doing really like nice things. I don't know. I, I I really enjoyed it. Vibraphones are cool. I don't know if I was as big of a fan as Rob, but I didn't dislike this record, especially the front half of it. It would just kind of fade into the background a little bit for me. Be listening to it and doing something else, and that yeah, you and I were talking about how you just kind of lose track of 
a song and then all you lose sudden, track of time. You lose track of time. I mean, some people describe this as how how a song could make you drunk. Like <laughs> listening to like sonically drunk on the just something that is just like ethereal singing and it just everything kind of melds together. Yeah. Well, much like a drunk, uh, the first time I listened to this album, it did just put me right to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I woke up from a nice nap and realized I only made it about three tracks in. It was like a lullaby. I mean, f- to be fair, that's like two hours. So. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, I wasn't as into the second half of the album. Really? A dream letter. I, it, it was just a little bit too lethargic for me. And next to Gypsy Woman, Oof. I just wrote, I do not like this song. Yeah, that's a I, bad I song. wrote into it. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, when I heard, the, when I heard him say like, yeah, Gypsy Woman, I was like, I immediately was like, oh yeah, it's about uh, 1970. Like, where like literally every freaking dude has a Gypsy Woman song. <laughs> where it's like, yeah. it's like, just, it kills me. Like, if you go back, I mean, it's, we're going to, we've already heard a few. You know, Black Magic Woman by Santana, and then there, there we, there's definitely two that we already did from the San Francisco. I mean, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that first album of theirs too. Like every song's about like an evil woman. <laughs> it's like it's like they're all gypsy women. I don't know. I, I did not care for this record. Um, I felt like I don't know that 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 he really did that much exploration. Like I felt like. There's a jam element to it, but like the progressions of the songs are still very standard. And he repeats a lot and he just holds out notes for a really long time without much care for melody, in my opinion, <laughs> uh, in terms of like devising like an articulated arc and melody. I think this record is kind of lazy and I, I just don't care for I it. I wrote languid. Yeah, that's good. Uh, which is, I, then I like looked it up and I was like, is that the right word I'm looking for? And it's displaying or having a dis- disinclination for physical exertion or effort. Yeah. Slow and relaxed. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like... And I don't know that it's always it's a, not bad a bad thing. thing. Yeah. I think nice it's a bad happened. thing in yeah. this case because I feel like it needed more care. And I, I think this is like one of those records that I imagine that he wrote it like he wrote like a skeleton of a song and brought it to a group of musicians that he wanted to work with and they kind of jammed their way to a relatively finished project and then it might have even been somewhat of a live take in the studio where they're where they're kind of like leaving some room for people to kind of you know change yeah. some parts around i feel like it's the astral weeks sort of um, oh yeah totally yeah sort of a theme i guess my concern is that like i never feel like there's anything that inspired happening. I don't know. It's just, it just doesn't feel like I've heard a lot of it before at, at this point. I, I also just do not care for his singing voice. The voice, it yeah. Makes, that's it that's makes hard. me think of Creed. It's like, Whoa. it's wow, like, that's... with this, like, oh, like, he does have a bit of a, like, a Kermit voice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I that he, know. like, Kermit voice. affects this. You know what I'm talking it's about, very right? very affected. And yeah. so affected that I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you know, but he can also go like clear as a bell, though. Yeah, I like because like Rob was but saying, like, like a, Chris a, Isaac, like Roy Orbison, of a, when you said that, vibrato. when you said Chris Isaac, I was like, mm, no, because he's warm. He's got a really warm voice. Um, but then when you said Roy Orbison, that 
clicked in my head more. Um, he's doing the more Chris Isaacy thing mm-hmm. on this second track, uh, "Buzz and Fly." Yeah, this was one of his uh, mo- like very high requested song. This was if this w- if it would have had a single, it would have been this. The song and sounded I, I, familiar I it, to I, me. Like I had to think about it, but like when you said the Roy Orbison, I think it, it is somewhere in between those. But I love I love like warm singing like sure. Chris Isaac. And there's just something about the like the vibrato and the like <sighs> he does this like breathy thing that just kills me. <laughs> It's weird that this would be the uh, the one that people would request as it is fucking 30 minutes long. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's six mi- minutes long. Oh, it's, it, it's it, not felt, the... it felt like a, a, a good... Yeah. We'll split the difference. It felt That's like a long one. Love from Room 109. Is that <laughs> the long like one? L- yeah, uh, Gypsy Woman and Love from Room 109, which I really liked Love from Room. It's the It has a beach. It has the waves yeah. in the background, and it just feels like a... Almost like a complete side of a record because it goes in these different directions. It's got the arc of it has the, an arc, yeah. It has know, a, It suits the style for sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, like with that, like uh, sort of sleepy kind of you know pulse of the waves. I mean, I get what they're going for there, and it felt it felt like that was the intention, you know, delivered. But yeah, I don't know. I just like these are the kind of songs where I, I it's I I try to think about. When I think about songwriting, I think if I listen to this record a couple times, even ten times, and you ask me a month later to sing one part of one song, I guarantee I would not be able to. Yeah, I could listen to it twenty times, and I don't think I could remember. It just doesn't stand out as uh, melodically um, memorable. I'd say it's not pop. I know, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't have. It, it has to be no, that, but there's it's just, no catches. It feels like there's no. It repeats a lot. Yeah, but there's like nothing you can hang your hat on. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think. A, I think it's ethereal it's, and languid. Is a totally uh, <laughs> yeah. it's vibe totally based. Apt. It's vibe yeah. based. Yeah, you know. But maybe that's. I mean, obviously, that's the the point that we're transitioning it, it from these like folk two and a half minute songs, and now people are starting to stretch out a bit more. And it's the sort of minimal quality that he's like trying to blend his voice <laughs> within here. And it just, yeah, it's not very, you can't just like put it on and be like, oh yeah, that's the song. That's yeah. this song. It's more just like, oh, this is, this has a, it's a feeling, it's a feeling yeah. more sort of like that. That's why I wanted to bring up the Miles Davis in a silent way where it's more just like, this is kind of just like a weird feeling that he wanted yeah. to put you in. And, I get um, that. I yeah. 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 I get it. I, I just think, uh, it does, it's it's not successful, maybe, because I felt like maybe the back I'm, half just kind of just made it unsuccessful. Gypsy Woman, it seemed like he needed to put something more upbeat on, you know, on the record just to kind of keep it moving in a certain way. Whereas I felt like Astral Weeks, 
I could listen to that whole record and be like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, this this record I'm 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 into. It, it keeps it moving, yeah. whereas this one kind of like drains your your energy. That's a interesting. Bit. Drains your energy. That's I think that's actually oddly apt. Where it's like, and I'm sure that he liked that. You know, like I think about you know, there's groups like from you know our generation of musicians like Low. Fuck I mean, you. I think they I think they want you to. They yeah. want to drain your energy. Yeah. Like that's what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. And like I you have to remind yourself that's like that's what they want to do. That's their whole intention. And if they achieve it, then they succeeded. And so it doesn't mean you have to love it. Like it's not for everybody. Yeah, that like droning metal but, stuff, which like, I, I listen to yeah. quite a bit. And it's it can it's almost like punishing uh it, it's total like vibe music or minimal right. music. And so yeah. I wish Grady was here. He'd be talking about Stephen Reich so hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like you put your hands in front of your hands and then you just move them and you can see how they don't line up and then they line up again. <laughs> yeah. But I do I do feel like this is, you know, at least doing something new. Might not be successful in what he's doing. I, I think I appreciate it for I think his, with the band his is, effort. I think, I guess what I would say and is... the vibraphone, like, yeah. I would yeah, say that yeah. the, the way that the band interacts is the newest thing here Mm -hmm. i don't think that the vocal style and performances are doing anything new um in my opinion i mean i feel like the san francisco you know psychedelic stuff we've had a long a lot of these kind of like long note fantasy type uh vocal performances i just think he, he he's hitting more of a um uh like a nashville vibe a little bit with what he's doing, or at least what Nashville will try to hit later. I, I don't know. Again, to me, it, it sounds more country croony than it does, like, whatever the yeah. words that I don't have for the San Francisco psych scene. I mean, I like, thought it was just sort of, I mean, I thought it lended right in Van Morrison, mm-hmm. you know, folky jazz work of this, of these sort of, like, cyclical melodies that just are about rough sketches impressionistic mm. songs mm. is probably what i would say i agree with you. i totally get an astral weeks vibe yeah i don't remember enjoying astral weeks at all though yeah you didn't you're waiting no. for purple jumpsuit ben yeah. morrison yeah. I, I like it ch- i like a chunky we'll, van we'll see how you feel about moon, <laughs> he's coming um moon dance <laughs> it's that's a marvelous right. night i hear that yeah. that's purple jumpsuit era van morrison yeah yeah, yeah. kind of neutral on it actually yeah. i like parts of it i dislike parts of it the parts of it that i like i don't like 
really strongly, and the parts that I don't like, I don't dislike that strongly. So I guess true neutral. Mm. I feel like this is for me too. It's a very true neutral yeah. uh, album. I. It's hard because it's really pleasant. A lot of the songs it's pretty. sound very pleasant, yeah. especially like the waves in like uh, Room 109. It just sounds like something that I would love to put on just when you're having like a late night drink or something and just be like completely calming or, or um, hmm. yeah, just to, re- to relax too. If you guys are going with but. true neutral, I'm going to go with lawful negative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I don't feel like the chaotic rage of, <laughs> of you know what I mean, like. If we're talking D and D rules, D and D does rule. Um, oh, nice. Um, I don't hate it. I just don't really care for his singing voice, and I don't think the songs are there. And so it's just for me, it's not. It's not even a neutral. Um, I, I, I think this record, if I enjoyed his voice more, could work. For me, it just needed more work in general. It is a truly you know, singer songwriter. So if you do not like the voice, it's like, you're kind of out. You're yeah. Out. Yeah. And that's what I mean is like, it's, it's a personal taste thing for me. And it's like, I understand that he can sing. Like I, I understand that he's hitting the notes. I just don't enjoy the sound of it. Yeah. But so. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, because you I, don't think they would like it, or because you're ashamed. What we're, we're, we're boy, it's coming down to semantics on what a what one would do with a thousand and one records. Well, that's why I went. What, I went to the our personal opinion okay. of positive, negative, neutral, okay. because I feel like that will at least get something out of you personally to say. I personally feel this way about this record. Putting no it in one the, thinks that we're just like categorically put, each right. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So putting it in the book is could be another question that you want to you want to elaborate on, uh, like Adam did before about not putting just, so many Tim Buckley albums. in Yeah, here. just confusing to me. And the, right, like, but yeah, it's not like you would not have to do it for every record. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, you go positive and uh, it, it, it's good. I, I would you like say, it? You like it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do like it. Um, I, I just I don't know. I, I'm still not exactly sure what Tim Buckley did for the world <laughs> that deserves a place in this, but I really do like the uh, the arrangements. I like the vibes, and I, I personally enjoy his voice. Yeah, it, 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 it just fucking relaxed me. I, I listened to the whole thing, and I was like, this is do we have a, totally cool and relaxing. Do we have any information? Before, I know you need to state your opinion, but like, uh, do we have an, a, like a list of like bands that have said that, that he really influence them because maybe that's maybe us being a little younger than you know this generation of music listeners maybe we don't know that like oh everybody from this 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 and this group loved this guy and said that this was a huge record kind of like you know the velvet underground influenced so many groups but i know um, about that i i know mm-hmm. i'm just I saying did, i did see a bit within like folk music sure it represented when yeah you know maybe not three albums Th- worth, that's just what but I mean, at no. least tim buckley was like mentioned within bob dylan scope don right. you know donovan and uh fred neal and okay all these other sort of um Bert Yonch. Bert Yonch. Yeah. And and sort of these things. Now we are already did like Pentangle, which I, yeah. I don't oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. why that was in the book. Um I don't know and there's certain things like that where it's like, I don't know about this one, but Tim Buckley was at least a character that was well known enough to be on um TV shows and uh have like a successful career. 
He also died young, which yeah. I think kind of adds to mystique, someone's mystique. Yeah. Um, like the uh, burnout bright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. got old enough to suck. <laughs> yeah. It's the Buckley way. And he also... <laughs> it is the... Oh! Hey. Oh! Oh! And uh, I'll have to fact check this later, but I believe he quit uh, doing a, uh, folk music for a while to drive a cab. Huh. Um, How eccentric! Yeah, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> just for fun. Hey guys, I've got a rotary telephone in my house now. <laughs> He's like Daniel Day Lewis becoming <laughs> <laughs> a cobbler. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true, but it I is believe true. You. I believe it's you. Totally a true. Cobbler in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Was it for a role? Nope. No. <laughs> He, he, quit, like, he quit acting, and then somehow he came back for Lincoln. Like, fucking Spielberg sent someone to get their shoes fixed. And they're like, Mr. Lewis, would you like to play Abraham Lincoln? It's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my left shoe. a boot from my left foot. Oh, <laughs> there it is. There it oh. is. Uh, oh, boy. All right, next time we'll be talking about Chicago Transit Authority. Self-titled album. All right, thanks, y'all. Get to thinking